the Houston Texans add depth to their secondary group, and how has Juice Scruggs impacted the Houston Texans offensive line in his first two games? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texans fans, listeners, and viewers to this Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Y'all know we are your team every day. To all of our first-time listeners and viewers out there, thank you for stopping by. Please be be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And to our returning listeners, lending your ear, for another episode, thank you for stopping by once again as we continue to talk Texans. I'm your football analyst, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman, and of course, as always, Sports Illustrator's own Texans Credential Media member behind the scenes mm-hmm. in front of the camera, Cody Davis. And we are looking at how Trevor Lawrence's injury impacts the Houston Texans' chances to win the division. Also, Juice Scruggs impact in his first two games for this team and the Houston Texans adding Adrian Amos. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game Time. So, Cody, as we're looking at the Houston Texans, you know, adding depth to their secondary by signing Adrian Amos, the safety, who, by the way, played with the Jets this season. <clears throat> they take on the Jets Sunday. I don't know if this was like some type of uh, military tactic about <laughs> Nick Casario getting help from behind the enemy's line. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like the insider, how can we take on an offense that's already stinky, right? But – I thought it was a good sign. And what are your thoughts and takeaways from signing Adrian Nemo to this secondary? Well, your theory might be right because as soon as I saw that he played for the Jets, I instantly went back to about two weeks ago when the Rockets had beat the Denver Nuggets. Jeff Green was calling out all their plays in the fourth quarter. And they actually won that game. So as soon as I saw that Adrian was a former New York Jets who played with them, John, to your point, as early as this as as this year, um, that was the first thing I thought about. However, John, I think this signing is a way that showcased that the Houston Texans are going to do everything that they can, that they see an opportunity to make the playoffs. Why is that important? Because when you take a look at their next five games, the Jets, the Titans twice, the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts, all, all – Four of those teams do not have the best quarterbacks. I mean, as of right now, if you ask me, I think the best quarterback that they might face out of these last five games might be Gardner Minshew, depending on how you feel about Will Levis, but it's going to be one or the other. However, throughout these next five games, it's going to be very important for the Houston Texans to do everything that they can to stop the run. Because we all know, especially down here in the city of Houston, 
When you have a situation where your quarterback is not at its best, or you rolling with a backup quarterback, and in the New York Jets case, you rolling with the third string, possibly a fourth string quarterback, you're going to rely heavy upon the run. And even though their quarterback situations might not be the best, here are the running backs that the Texans will face over the next five weeks. Brees Hall, you got Derrick Henry twice. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hutman has elevated the Cleveland Browns offense due to their ability to run the football. And then you close out the season with the possibility of playing against Jonathan Taylor. And I'm pretty sure Taylor will be back at least by the game against the Houston Texans due to his respective injury. Because, you know, Indianapolis is in that fight for a wild card spot as well. So I look at this from a situation where you know also without a Zach show, Moss uh, oh. in Indy too. That, and he's, he's been doing a very good job. Uh, filling in for Jonathan Taylor this year. And I think he actually gave the Texans problem in week two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But I'm so I'm glad I'm glad that you brought that up. So you're looking at a situation where yes, the Houston Texans have made improvements at stopping the run this year. However, I find it very ironic that they went out and got a guy in Adrian who his best attribute is his run defense. You go out there and sign the guy because you know what you're going to have to do over the next five weeks in order to make the playoffs. Plus this also comes off the heels to where when you, I think when you take a look at the only negative to the Texans defense on 30, on 30 carries, the Denver Broncos did have an opportunity to rush for 118. Coach D'Amico Ryans kept saying Sunday afternoon and Monday afternoon that they have to find some type of way to clean up some of the things that he did not like. And I'm pretty sure he didn't like the fact that the Texans gave up over 100 yards on the ground. I know 118 might not sound like a lot, but you are talking about a guy in D'Amico Ryans who has changed up this defense so far. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if one one eighteen on thirty carries is what led to Houston uh, bringing in Adrian Amos. I honestly think they just were looking for somebody that can add some more versatility and maybe playing around a line of scrimmage, but more so back deep coverage to this secondary. And by the way, you know, I made the joke about how he can, how they can take on Zach Wilson. You know, he may bring him in and say, "Well, hey man, listen, I know you spent you know a few games in New York this year." What's some of the bad tendencies of Sauce Gardner, the former mm, 2022 uh, number five overall pick, picked five, two spots later from Derek Singley, who's having a better year this year. Just want to throw it out there. Uh, how can we attack him? You know, just let us, let us know a little tidbit. Mm. But I, I think for Houston right now, they are allowing 245 yards in the air, passing yards allowed at the bottom half of the league. They're one of the better run-stopping teams in the NFL. I think this was a move to help aid that passing defense, right? They 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 haven't been able to really – I mean, Baker Mayfield came in and threw for a lot of yards. Um, well, your boy Mayfield in Atlanta – that from time to time. Well, yeah, he will. But your boy in Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, he threw for 300 <laughs> yards. The last drive against – Carolina, Bryce, Bryce Young, you know, he was out there willing and dealing, right? I think this is an opportunity for them to just add to the secondary to get some presence and help stopping the pass. I like the signing. Uh, and I also think in the coming weeks, as we assume, right, and I think this is a good presumption, they're going to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. In the coming weeks, with, with the up-and-down season, Jaden Petrie has had, I'm calling it a sophomore slump. 
especially in terms of being able to stop the pass. Right, last year he had five interceptions. This year, I think it's been a little bit more difficult for him. And also, I think with the uncertainty of Jimmy Ward, Jimmy Ward has missed a handful of games. I think this was a signing for Houston to have some insurance, mm. right? If they're both out on the field, great. Maybe we can do certain packages and we're bringing in Adrian Amos in certain third down and second down situations to help us kind of, you know, get creative with coverages. But if this is one of those moments where Jimmy Ward is out due to an injury, we have a veteran that we can put in. Adrian Amos has a lot of experience in the NFL. And not only does he have a lot of experience, he has a lot of experience playing free safety, lining up in the slot, uh, down in the box. So he can do a lot for defense. Very versatile type of guy. Adrian Amos is actually one of my favorite players. I know this is not, not real, but one of my favorite players to sign on Madden on a defense. Because you can do a lot with Adrian Amos, honestly. Right, but if Jimmy Ward isn't back there because of an injury or whatever the case is, and he's a guy that's also up in age, we can bring in the vet on the field to give us maybe some of the same presence. Or if this is one of those moments where Jalen Petrie is struggling back in coverage, well, this is an opportunity where we can send in Adrian Amos again, a veteran, uh, a veteran who has played strong in free safety and just kind of knows a little bit more the ins and outs of this NFL. Going up against some pretty mediocre quarterbacks. However, teams, especially Cleveland, especially Indy, even uh, your guys up in Tennessee, they're going to try to do whatever they can to schematically give their quarterbacks the best opportunity to win the game. And I I just really think this is an opportunity for Houston to kind of just strengthen up that secondary and help in the next five games, maybe go from 245 allowed, maybe 230, right? It's all about small wins. And I, I like this signing because this could possibly give Houston what they need heading into this playoff race. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers to this Wednesday installment of the Locked On Texans podcast. As Houston makes this playoff push, I don't think we can we can praise the coaching of uh, offensive line coach Chris Strouser enough. Mm. I think – I think of all of the um all of the ups and downs of the season. I don't I don't know a coach that has experienced more on this coaching staff than Chris Strouser. Um Quisenberry goes down, Juice goes down, Howard goes down, you got Laramie missed a couple of games. It's just a lot of ins and outs for this offensive line, but they finally get rookie Juice Scruggs back playing him at left guard, not at center. And, you know, Sunday, I had an opportunity to talk to him, guys, and this is what he had to say. For this to be your first NFL start, we know how the ups and downs of the season has been for the offensive line unit. How would you kind of grade yourself? And how would you look forward to kind of preparing yourself for the next game? Uh, Yeah, me personally, it wasn't up to my standard. Uh, had a lot of one-on-ones. Uh, I could gotta do better in the run game, get more drive. But as a whole, I thought we played uh, we played better than last week for sure. But still, CJ uh, he getting hit way too much, as, way too much. As a unit, how are you guys kind of trying to take on some of those D tackle stunts? Yeah, and the pressure that was coming up front from their front seven for Broncos. Yeah, you know it's it's not easy. Uh, as you can see across the league, everybody deals with it. 
but you got to get it done. And we've been working on it in practice, and it's just something. Uh, it's just something we got to be on the same page. Five working as one, and I just think we got better today. And I just think we just need to keep taking that step forward. Another question as a unit: What are you guys kind of looking forward to close out the next five games? With? Yeah, we just uh, looking forward to coming in, working every day, getting better, grinding, and just stacking them one by one, taking each game one by one. In five words, can you describe how it'll feel to make the playoffs in your first year for a franchise that yeah. hasn't made the playoffs in yeah. three seasons? Uh, I got one word: unbelievable. Uh, just to come in, you know, like you said been some down years here for sure just to come in first year and make the playoffs that'd be special but making the playoffs isn't our end goal so we i know that's what we got to do but we have a an end goal in head and that's what we're working for ladies and gentlemen that was your rookie left guard slash center and i think houston may look to put him back in center at some point in his career maybe next year but right now they definitely need, next year yeah right now they definitely need that help over at their left guard position you know what one what, what of my takeaways maybe the biggest was just him saying you know i didn't have the type of game that i wanted to have right and, and this is a young man that has high expectations for himself rightfully so but i do want to mention cody and listeners before i pass it off to you in his first game where he was kind of rushed in or thrown into the fire due to the injury the unfortunate injury of Titus Howard, he allowed three pressures that game. This game, he only allowed one. And I thought that I, I saw I, I saw the real potential for Houston in terms of being able to run block with Juice Scruggs on the field, honestly. And, and this is, again, no dig at Titus Howard, speedy recovery. But the fact remains is he is the better run blocker, especially at that position, at that spot, at that left guard spot. Had a pancake Sunday, completely just flatlined the guy. And, and that's that's 300 and something pounds that's falling on top of you. That's like me falling on Cody. It's not going to be angry. <laughs> and so uh, he, I thought that he did a very good job of establishing himself in his first start. Yes, there are some things he can clean up on. But overall, I, I, I look at this. I wonder how Houston is going to look at Jerry Patterson, Kenya Green, and Juice Scruggs next year. Now, Kenya Green for sure is the left guard, right? No doubt about no. it. He's not. No, no. Well, I'm saying, what I'm saying, he between Patterson and Scruggs, they're interchangeable in and out at the center position. Uh-huh. Compared to Kenya Green, he's for sure a guard. But I, but I wonder for that position because Houston already extended Shaq Mason. Uh-huh. How will Houston go about that center and left guard position next year? Um, because if Juice Scruggs closes out this year, like I think he will, you know, gradually getting better, gradually becoming more of a force, and he's he's coming up against some games where you look at the New York Jets this Sunday. You got Quentin Williams. You got a they got a tough D line up there. The Cleveland Browns they have a tough D line unit. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons right now is suffering from an injury. I'm not sure if he'll be available for when the Houston play, the Texans play them. But also Indy. Indy's a top four or five sack team right now. Uh-huh. Quiddy Pay and them boys and Buckton and them boys, man, they are doing a very good job of finishing our plays. And so this isn't, this is like his version of going up, you know, the last year's gunling for Kenya Green. 
this is his version of that. And, and 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 I look at how will he respond. Last year we know how how bad it was for Kenny Green, who's rookie going up against grown men. That Washington game was hard to watch, especially if you were there in person. It was hard to watch, and especially if you couldn't refund or get no ticket refunded. It was just <laughs> you were there. But for 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 Juice, but I think that when this five game stretches over, we're going to really see what type of player he is. And to his own words, this is not the game that I wanted to have. And I think because he holds himself to a higher standard, uh, a guy that can play inside at the center or, you know, inside at the guard position, but because he has that experience, which is something Nick Asirio talked about on 16 Radio, like they got they brought guys in, whether it was through the draft, maybe in, in free agency, but mainly when you look at the rookie label, these guys have multiple years of football under their belt before they get to the highest level of football, the NFL. But you got a head coach, rookie head coach. That's just a label. Nick Casario called him one of the best football people in the sport, in the business right now. CJ Stroud, years of any, I mean, football experience. So when I look at Juice, he's a guy that has years of football experience. In and out, I think it was a four-year player, three-year starter at uh, Penn State, he got the football experience, and I'm, I'm just I'm curious to see, interested to see how he closes out this year, because if he closes out this year on a playoff team, making a playoff push, and he's impactful giving this team an opportunity to protect C.J. Stroud or boost the run game, yeah, next offseason is going to be very difficult for Houston. They also got Kendrick Green, like <laughs> Dater, who they could look to bring back, who's been playing fairly good for Houston. That center and left guard spot has about five players that's going to be interested to see how Houston handles that. And Juice could possibly come out on top as a starter moving forward. If Juice comes out on top as a starter, which I really do believe he will, I think it's got to be at left guard, man. Because before he went down with that season in the ankle injury, Jared, Jared Patterson was playing some damn good football. To the point, I started thinking whenever when, – whenever, Juice comes back, just put him back at left guard and you put Titus Howell back at right tackle. But, John, to your point, it's going to be very interesting. The The first couple of days of the offseason workout programs, we have an opportunity to see what they're thinking when we start to see whatever combination. And, and that's just the guys that they have now. And you know without a shadow of a doubt in next year's draft, they're going to draft an offensive lineman. And I would not be surprised if that offensive lineman – is a guard now of course if they draft a draft a guard you know that's going to give him opportunity to take some time to develop on the nfl level because i'm pretty sure they're not going to use one of their higher draft pick um and i know this is a conversation more for the offseason but you made a very good point because outside of Kenyon green and look whatever's going on with green man i just hope whenever he comes back he has you know everything right from his from from a mental standpoint from his body standpoint where he can stay healthy and stuff but i don't see him coming in and being the automatic starter like he was this season only because kendrick green in the two games that he played he was he was changing his career you had juice scrubs he's doing his thing at left guard and now like i mentioned Jared Patterson was playing some really good football before he went down. So I think those three guys within itself is going to be very interesting. The next thing I want to point out to your point about Juice being a better run blocker than Titus Howard. That's understandable because 
throughout what four or five years we've been watching Titus Howard. Run blocking has never been Howard's best attribute. And he even put more so on blast this year because he was playing out of position. However, John, I think in order for the Houston Texans to get the full strength of utilizing Juice Scrubs as a run blocker, they have to go back to Devin Singletary as RB1 and utilize him a lot more. They have to. Because look, 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 just go back and take a look at the film and look at how good Juice Scrubs has been in run blocking. This team has only recorded 90 yards on the ground since DP came back. That's no shot at DP. However, in the last two games before DP came back, when Devin Singletary had that breakout game, rushing for over 300 yards in, in two games, and the Houston Texans were averaging somewhere in the ballpark of 115 to 120 on the ground. Titus Howard was, was at left guard, and he was doing his best at run blocking. So I'm just looking at that from a standpoint. Yeah. If you are able to have success in a, in a rushing attack with, let's say, at best, an average run blocker, it would be in your best interest to utilize, to try to replicate that same rushing scheme, but this time with Juice Scruggs, who is definitely a better run blocker. So that's just the way I feel about this, but shout out to Juice Scruggs, man. He has definitely exceeded my expectations. I thought without a shadow of a doubt, him missing majority of the season was going to set him back some, but however, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him, and I think that your man has a bright future. And whenever this offensive line gets 100% healthy, I think it's going to be one of the best offensive lines in the league. They just got to get healthy, man. They just got to get healthy. And to Juice's credit, man, slow down. That was mm. your first NFL start. That was your second NFL game, and you did great, man. I, I really do think this young man, he, he was one of the – like how we have keys to victory. He was one of the, at the beginning of the season, he was a key point for this. Before he went down, everybody was excited about Juice Scrubs. And if you had an opportunity to see, see him in training camp and, and before the injury, it was a real reason why. I do think with him not starting off this year, and then Houston having to, you know, kind of put in Titus Howard because of how George Fanta had been playing, I do think that hinders Houston run game. So, Juice, Juice is going to be good in his career. I think he's going to have a, a hell of a career. Uh, game three Sunday, start two Sunday, I think he'll be much better. But the Jets, six sacks from Quentin Jefferson, and we all know how good Quentin Williams is. So that's going to be a very tough matchup. As the weather gets colder, baby, it's cold outside. The NFL offers stay hotter on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet money line. Any money line, $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, guys, right now, there's no better time to get in on the action. Outside of the NFL, you got the NBA popping, right? You got college popping right now. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season while they make the playoff push. Come on now. It's getting hot right now. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. 
Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. You guys know the drill by now. We are entering week 14. Um, today is Wednesday, which means this is going to be the first opportunity for us to see uh, which players are going to be back from injury, which players may not be practicing. Um, and of course, as you guys know, Laramie Tunso is not going to be practicing on Wednesday, but don't freak out. Low management for him. But however, I think the biggest who's in and who's out is definitely going to take place in Jacksonville because, boys, Sunday, Monday night's game against Cincinnati, which was a very fun um, game, by the way. Up until Trevor Lawrence's injury. Um, Unfortunate injury. Hey, man, why are y'all celebrating? Let's stop the – I want the Texans to win the division, mm-hmm. right? And and even with the Lawrence's injury, I want them to win the division. Mm-hmm. But I'm not championing the injury. Let's not do that. Like, we know – we just – Texans just had an injury Sunday. Hmm. Let's not champion injuries. Let's just say, damn, excuse my language. Let's just say it sucks that he's out. You press for him. This does increase his Houston chances. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Let's not go around champion injuries. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, I, I do not like that. No, no, no. You're good, and I'm glad that you did. However, um, as of right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars did say that Trevor Lawrence um, su- sustained a severe ankle sprain, which is very – fortunate given how bad that tackle looked and given how bad it was with him you know trying to walk off the field um but at the same time where was their cart i I don't know in the stadium (laughs) i I have no idea but uh at the same time you also got to take a look at the fact that christian kirk uh one of the top wide receivers is basically going to be out for some time uh with an injury I, I can't remember what injury he has but jacksonville is going through the, through a bit of an injury bug as of right now and john to your point it does impact the houston texans chances of making a postseason we are not championing these injuries because you guys know i don't think no team in the nfl has dealt with a gauntlet of injuries like the texans um especially with the loss of tank dale on sunday that's definitely going to hurt this team. Um, however, John, the rally of the situation, you have to play the guys that's in front of you. Um, you're going to have to compete with the guys that's around you. And uh, Jacksonville, they are a little bit banged up right now. So when yeah. you look at the Texans' um, playoff push, you take a look at the team that's currently leading the, leading the division. And I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to come back um, some point before the season is over with. And I still think Jacksonville is in the position to make the playoffs. The Texans. Um, their last four opponents over the last five games, you got Tennessee twice. None of those teams, you know, have the best quarterback situations and their offense has been up and down throughout this whole entire season. So, you know, I just want to look at this, you know, it's un- it's un- it's the unfortunate part of the Texans going through their postseason run, but it will have a big impact. Yeah. And if you look at the, Right now, the AFC South is 8-4 team in Jacksonville, 7-5 Indy, 7-5 Houston. 7-5 Houston, wow. Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> um, but right now, the Jags close out the year. Cleveland, Baltimore, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans. That five games, the Baltimore and the Bucks and the Titans, mainly Baltimore. I'm going to just go with Baltimore and Bucks. The Houston Texans beat the Bucks. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens. And so I think those two games are going to be very important for 
Houston for the Jags to lose. Again, this is a real shot for Houston. Uh, tough division right now simply because there's no team that has separated themselves from one another, for real. Mm. You know, um, and, and I think that Trevor Lawrence's injury, uh, they got C.J. Berthard, if I'm mispronouncing his name, please forgive me. He's the backup quarterback. I think they'll look to bring in another quarterback, maybe sign one soon. Um, the next couple of games for Jacksonville will be tough, considering uh, this isn't the best running team in the NFL. They were leaning a lot on Trevor Lawrence hmm. and their connection with Christian Kirk. So both of those guys are out. And, and moving forward, you just wonder how they're going to be able to sustain success without two of their top players on the offensive side of the ball. But speed recovery to Trevor Lawrence, uh, and, and I'm interested to see how Jacksonville pulls it out. Thank you guys for listening to this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Texans podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on the YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter slash X at John underscore Hickman 12. Download the Bleacher Report app. Find me on there under John Hickman. Let's talk Texas, baby. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.